This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Mike is watching, he's working, he's podcasting, but he's also keeping track of these 40 times. Anything noteworthy? Uh, well, like I, I was just mentioned to you, Georgia has two of the top five at the moment. <laughs> two edge rushers in the top Georgia's five. different, man. Georgia's uh, a little I, different. I, I mean, it makes sense why they have those national championships right now. But uh, at the same time, when it comes to these 40 times, Maybe it's the John Ross pick for the Cincinnati Bengals. Maybe I, I don't think too much into the 40 time, and I hope I'm wrong, and I really want one of these defensive pass rushers on, on the Bengals next year. But I don't know what to believe right now. I think I need pro days, to be completely honest with you. I need those The to pro start. day is, like, notoriously no. always juiced. You, you have all the – you have your own people there. You have your own trainers. You're doing your own thing. You're, in you're your running own downhill. Team. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, the Zach Wilson throw comes to mind from BYU. Uh, oh, and that's, my God. Oh, that's, that's the only highlight he ever had. Um, <laughs> I mean, wow, that was really mean. Uh, it was the highlight of his career, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about when they talk about Zach Wilson, not to make this too much about Zach Wilson, but if you think about anything, anytime they talk about him and it's like a highlight, they'll show the BYU, they'll show the throw from his pro day. And that's all they have because yeah, nothing- I mean, you're not wrong. If you're a quarterback, you you practice that throw, I think, because that that probably moved him up the draft board. So if yeah. I was a quarterback, I'd be like, all right, we got to practice on this roll left, throw right, sixty yard throw <laughs> because it gets people going at the pro day. And the thing is, nobody's on defense, and he makes yeah, this throw, and it's his. It's his highlight. So poor Zach Wilson, uh, you know, to be determined on who who will be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year. Not our problem. Uh, uh, I think it's going to be I know Dar- the rumors today, rumors, all that fun stuff, because all the craziness of free agency is really going to pick up in the next two weeks. Obviously, free agency is coming in two weeks. But at the same time, for some of these quarterbacks, I think Derek Carr goes to the Saints. Ooh. And I don't know who goes to the Jets. Jimmy Garoppolo. That is a really good Jimmy G in New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would that'd be good. Um, do you see Brandon Marshall said Aaron Rodgers retired on this podcast? And Aaron Rodgers hasn't said anything. So I don't know if this was like leak or if this was like Brandon Marshall, I don't know what you're doing. I think it's probably time for Aaron. I mean, he probably has a few more seasons left in him on a good roster. But at the same time, it's probably time. I mean, I think he would be pretty happy to just call it a career now. Just I just feel like he might have enough spite that he avoids being in the same class as Tom Brady. That is true. That is true. I saw um, he was on the Pat McAfee show one time and he was talking about Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and pretty much just saying they'll, they will never have any breaking news on me. They don't, they don't know a thing about Brady my thought the same thing. I'm fully convinced that's why he came back. He was just like, I can't believe Schefter. Schefter was the one to scoop out, scoop me before I got my video out there. Like I'll I mean, play one more year. That's definitely how they think. And I don't think early on, it felt like the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets was going to happen, but I don't think Aaron wants to go there. I don't, I mean, the roster isn't terrible. It's just the New York media, all of that stuff. Does he really want Rodgers to Vegas if he plays? Oh, I'm for that. I'm for that. I kind of want him to be in the NFL to to be completely honest with you. Um, I want 
Patrick Mahomes in his own division to have some competition outside of the Chargers at times. I, I don't think it'll happen. That's why that's why the, the Chiefs and the Bengals, it's like a division rival. They it's a competition in the AFC, and it's pretty much the Chiefs only competition in the um, American conference. We'll go to Morv. I I hope I said your name right. I apologize in advance. He said, should we take a center or should we be looking at a center? In general? Yeah, in general. Yeah, I think they could use a new backup center. I don't – snapping is different, you know. I think people don't – you know, interior offensive linemen can't just play interior offensive line because they are, you know, the right size and whatnot. Like, you can play guard, either guard spot, really. But at center spot, you got to know how to snap and snapping and setting because you got so that hand movement is different than being just a guard and just having to set and get out there. I know because I, I started at guard and uh, I was the backup center and I prayed that I never had to uh, get out there and snap a shotgun snap in my life because I was terrible at it. And uh, yeah, I remember one time the coach made me do 20 pushups every time I missed a shotgun snap. And I think I did like 400 in the practice because I just, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't get it. Wow. And they kept me at backup. They, they didn't replace me. I guess they were just like, well, I mean, if he has to come in, we're going under center. <laughs> okay, get we, that one. Well, during the Bills game, I remember hearing the broadcasters talk about Ted Karras, and it sounded like, and I think even the beat writers who were in Buffalo were, were talking about him kind of being slow to get up and, and move around, and I was nervous. It was right. early, yeah. He yeah, took a, I was, got to the legs. I'm like, I don't want Trey Hill out there. And I know it's snowing right now and everything's going the Cincinnati Bengals way, but you have the AFC championship game right around the corner. You don't want to be without four offensive linemen. We already saw the result of three. Um, I like the nightmares of that, thinking of that. And Ted definitely, um, he he found a way to, to finish that game and obviously play in the AFC championship game. But I think it's important to just look at that. Um, you know, what if, you know, he does need to be on the sideline for a couple reps and you bring another center out there. So I think that's something, or maybe somebody who can play at the guard position and then is also, I mean, at the backup level, but also. Somebody can, could snap. Somebody who yeah. you know can snap well, I think is. The biggest yeah. thing. Uh, Mike B says, any chance Jesse Bates doesn't like what is being offered in free agency and he resigns in Cincinnati? Over or under 1%? I mean, I will say it right now. This isn't happening at all. Because I think he's going to get more than more than he would get in Cincinnati, at least in Atlanta, maybe in Cleveland. You know, like there already seems to be a market. It's not like we have gotten to the point where it's like, well, nobody's really interested in Jesse Bates. But, I mean, I guess you could say who was that last year. And I didn't see it with him. Um, I think he got cut this year or maybe it was a one-year deal. But the Ra- Bradley Bozeman, the Ravens center, that the his agent was drumming up the craziest. Like, he was about to make more money than Ryan Jensen and, like, teams want this guy. And they signed – I think it was just a one-year deal. It was like a one-year $5 million deal, like the most average center deal you could imagine for one year. And I was like – I mean, that's what I saw, but I, the rumors were crazy. So I don't think that happens with Jesse. He was a second-team All-Pro once. This is not just, you know, media drumming up the interest in him. But it's not unheard of that a guy doesn't get the market they think they can. I just think Jesse will. I think he will. But I, I think two things. 
I don't think he's back in Cincinnati. This has zero to do with Jesse Bates. He was awesome. I loved when he was here, but they drafted Dax for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Dax is going to start for Jesse Bates now. And you get cheaper at that position because you're not giving Jesse Bates the contract extension. And I think Jesse Bates will get paid for another team. I do feel like it's it's, it's Atlanta and then he'll probably have talks with Cleveland too. Uh, because his agent is obviously familiar with the Browns. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think we'll see a number. It won't it won't be too crazy, but it, it will look back at it and be like, uh, yeah, Cincinnati wasn't gonna pay that. Um yeah. and nothing, nothing too crazy. And I'm not I'm not too upset about it. I think, you know, I'm rooting for uh for Dax at that position to see what he's gonna do as a starter. Haran Day says, um, or you could tag and trade Jesse Bates. No, not happening. I mean, that's just so much money. It's not happening, guys. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine saying, you know what? We can't get that extension, but we're going to tag you at this number. I think teams would call the bluff. I, yeah. I, I think they'd be like, you're not going to keep that guy on the tag. I'll wait. Uh, and if you do, well, congratulations. You're paying $20 million <laughs> for your safety, who you didn't want to give this type of money over two years. Yeah, not going to happen. I do want to say a couple of these mailbag questions. A lot of people or a few people were bringing up centers. So um, we already got to that question, but I do appreciate it. And it's actually one to think about for Cincinnati. Dubuski says, what is your ideal offseason for the Cincinnati Bengals? What deals should get done pre-draft? And then as a result, who should we get in the draft? We've kind of talked about this several times on the podcast, but you can kind of give your ideal early start the free agency and maybe early on in the first round of the chart, um, your first round draft pick. Yeah. Um, plug the holes, plug the holes in free agency and take whoever's there in the draft pick, whether that's mayor Robinson, a corner, uh, one of these defensive linemen, an offensive tackle, I don't care, but plug your holes. So you can take that, you know, get a right tackle that can start day one, get a safety. Cause we, have really assumed Von Bell's just going to be back. But what if he's not? Get somebody else. Get somebody who can play at safety. Because I don't think it would – I wouldn't feel good about Tyson Anderson starting week one. <laughs> I'll just say that much. He didn't play, so he didn't show anything. Uh, so get a safety. Get a right tackle. I think they're going to get a tight end uh, in free agency. And I don't think it'll be uh, a very – a super exciting one. I think it'll be mid-level tight end. They just need a guy that can start and figure out what you're going to do at running back, I think, at least a little bit, whether that is cutting Joe Mixon, letting him test the market, or it's Joe Mixon takes a pay cut and P. Ryan's gone, or you got both, and maybe they're both at a discount from where you think they might be. I don't think they can put a ton of money into that room. And if it was me, I would add an interior defensive lineman in free agency because I think there's a few guys, but I don't know if they want to just because they're spending so much money there already. You mentioned safety. I kind of wanted to get to some of the <laughs> coaches' quotes from hearing uh, from them for the first time since after the AFC Championship game. Lou and Arumo uh, was the first one to come to mind. Uh, first time media was able to talk to him since everything with Arizona happened. And, you know, he talked about that as kind of a bittersweet um, conversation when you don't get the head coaching job, but you are back in Cincinnati. And one of the questions they asked, uh, they, it was actually about Jermaine Pratt and Jesse Bates being without them. Um, and then also adding in Von Bell. And he's like, I don't want to think about those dark days when you think about being without Jesse Bates and Von Bell in the safety room, which I think is huge. And I think Lou is going to have a huge input 
when it comes to the free agency room and, and who you have to bring back. We've pretty much talked about it. It does feel like the writing's, writing is on the wall for Jermaine Pratt. Um, Lou had great things to say about him. And I loved what he, what he said when uh, some of the reporters asked about some of Jermaine Pratt's tweets. That kind of sounded like, you know, I want to play more uh, third down. And he just praised Jermaine as, as a player, you know, I, I just praised him as, you know, the talented player that he is. And I just loved everything that Lou had to say about that. Cause he just kind of went on like, let coaching him. Um, that's just him. He's, you know, he's very passionate and that's just, I don't know. I, I liked everything that Lou had to say to the media about um, his defensive guys. Did you, did you get any takeaways from, from hearing from Lou? Not a ton. Um, I just still think it stinks he didn't get that job in Arizona, but you hope that means he gets a better job next year, but I have been a proponent of none of these jobs are good. That's why they're open. <laughs> I think like, which job would I have most wanted if I was a coaching candidate in this last cycle? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, You either get not great ownership or you get like the Denver situation or Arizona's whole thing going on like what job are you actually interested in and the answer is well you hope a, a good organization has a coach to retire like if the seahawks if pete carroll retires and lou goes there great but if it's just like the commanders fire ron rivera and they don't have a quarterback and they're not picking number one overall not great that's probably not where i want to be i'm gonna go to darren simmons right now because he was honest He's been on the uh, coaching staff for quite some time, and he was asked about the punting situation. Zach Taylor was even asked about the punting situation. When uh, bringing up Drew Chrisman, Zach Taylor said competition would be a good thing. So I feel like that pretty much um, tells you right there. They could be moving on from Drew Chrisman. I think we've talked about the AFC Championship game plenty of times, and uh, Darren kind of felt the same way. Another thing that was really surprising was Clark Harris it, it does sound like um, we don't know if it's retirement for him or they are just moving on completely because he won't be coming back to compete with Cal for the long snapping position. Yeah. Um, and Darren, he specifically mentioned the AFC championship game, the last punt, just like I was angry about. It seems like they were angry about it. Uh, it was just not a good punt. It was not in the right spot. It had no hang time and it was a big contributor to the loss. So that, I felt like he was the punter for next year before that game. Like really? if you asked me, yeah, if you asked me in the bill after the Bills game, I would have, I wouldn't have said a hundred percent chance, but we've been like, I'm like seventy five percent sure. I think he's the punter next year. And then that game happened, and it just makes. It, I know it's one game, but it just moved me down fifty percent chance, like a 50-50 shot. He's the punter next year. I think they're gonna bring guys in, if not a draft a guy. So we'll see. I have not watched anybody. I know uh, everybody is amazed by my Ryan Stonehouse magic last year. I, I have not watched their Just Bomb Productions highlights yet, so let's relax. I have not seen if any of them have long golden locks either. That was a big proponent why I was a Stonehouse guy. So what I'll just say is, and this was true last year, it's just I don't care who the number one punter prospect is. I don't. I don't think it matters. That's basically the whole reason I was against Matt Arisa. It had nothing to do with it. I, I didn't know anything. But you know, yeah. everybody thought he was like punk god and all the other stuff. It's kind of like, I was kind of like, that's how often is the best at any of these special teams position in like pre-draft process? How often do they pan out as like the best at that? You know, Kate York got taken higher than Evan McPherson in the draft. And I don't think the Browns 
are in love with him, although they'll probably keep going because they owe him money. Um, you know, it's just all these guys. It's like most of the best players at these positions are undrafted guys. I can even think back yeah. to Roberto Aguayo, the second round pick at kicker who got cut after one year. Well, I mean, at the same time, punters are people too. Yes. And they are weapons. They are extremely important. I'm totally game for this. Bring on all the competition. I think a lot of people will always look back at the AFC Championship game. A lot of things went wrong, but that didn't help. Kick it out of bounds at that point because that exactly. was a terrible decision um, on his part. And unfortunately, Drew Christman's time in Cincinnati, just like you don't remember, but Brad St. Louis and that Christmas Eve game <laughs> when the long snap went bad and they didn't make the playoffs because they didn't make the kick. Uh, we'll always kind of think of Drew Christman in that light. Unfortunately, oh, no. unless he gets the job and he, and he balls out, I don't think he's lost the job. I just don't think he has the job very secure. I, yeah, you have more confidence than me right now. Oh, you think it's below 50? Oh, I don't, I mean, he yeah, might be at camp, he might be there, but <laughs> I just I say bring in all the competition, every single yeah. guy. They're having tryouts on Saturday, <laughs> everybody show up. Anybody at this point, it is it's important, and I don't feel really great about the punting position group right now. If we were to talk about some of the holes on the team, so that's definitely something this offseason we'll get to do a little breakdown on punting 101. Who's going to come in and um, possibly replace Drew Christman? Um, wow, that sounded really negative. Sorry about every sorry about that. Uh, we'll go on to the positives all over on uh, all Bengals. What's up there right now? Uh, by the time you're listening, I'll probably have my Ty J Spears article up. He would be my third round running back target. And then I'm done doing single running back scouting reports because we are moving on to, I'll probably get a Michael Mayer one up. I'm going to do a running back ranking at some point, but I'm also trying to figure out if I'm going to do that or if I'm just going to wait until right before the draft and then post like a big ranking type thing. So I don't know. We'll see. But Ty J Spears by the time you're listening. So that'll be a, the thing to look for. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you're also following along. Bengals underscore Sands. Really great breakdowns and clips. Good for this weekend if you're watching some of the guys at the Combine. We will have an episode next week. Hopefully have a guest. And uh, that's to be determined. But make sure you're listening as always. You can follow me at, at Ellen Diaz Patterson. And thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs>